0: In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Who is God? What is God like? The lessons today give the answer. God is the one for whom nothing is impossible. The late theologian Robert Jensen put the same idea more concretely and more in terms of the biblical narrative when he says that God is whoever raised Jesus from the dead Having before raised Israel from Egypt. God is whoever raised Jesus from the dead, having before raised Israel from Egypt. Both these actions, the resurrection of Jesus and the exodus of Israel, are things which seem impossible from a human point of view. But they are the characteristic actions of the Lord. Indeed, the whole canon of Scripture bears witness to the Lord as the one who makes the impossible possible. The Lord called light out of darkness, formed humans from the humus, gave Sarah the power to conceive, even though she was past age, so that from one man Abraham and him as good as dead, as the scripture says, were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as the innumerable grains of sand By the seashore, the Lord led the people of Israel through the deep as on dry ground, nourished them with manna and with water from a rock in the wilderness, brought them into a land flowing with milk and honey, delivered them from their enemies who were stronger than they, gathered them from exile, made their desolate streets echo with the laughter of children, rescued the Israelite Jesus from the dead, transformed his faithless and fearful disciples into a body that has turned the world upside down. With God, nothing is impossible. And our lessons today provide two ways in which the Lord shows himself as such, the resurrection of the dead and the love of enemies. In the epistle, St. Paul writes to the newly planted church in Corinth about the gospel proclamation of the resurrection of the dead. And he argues that this doctrine is absolutely foundational to the truth of the gospel. Indeed, elsewhere, he identifies God simply as the one who raises the dead. It is non-negotiable. If there is no resurrection of the dead, Paul says, then Christ is not raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God, because we testified of God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. So the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead is foundational to Christian belief, but how can we begin to even make sense of such a thing, to even imagine Such a thing as the dead being raised. That's the question that Paul addresses in our text this morning. The dead seem by definition beyond recovery for us. We shall go to them, but they shall not return to us, the scripture says. And again, we must all die. We are like water spilled on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. We are earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. How can these mortal bodies rise again? It seems impossible, perhaps even absurd. But St. Paul helps us to imagine the seemingly impossible. He uses analogies from nature to expand our imagination of what is possible in God's power. To help us imagine the continuity and the newness of the resurrection body, he contrasts the dry and wrinkled seed that you sow into the earth with the lush growth of the mature plant it becomes. And he points to the different kinds of flesh, fish and fowl and four-footed, and the different kinds of celestial bodies, in order to expand our conception of what a human body must be like. Help us imagine how the concept of body applies not only to these natural bodies, but also to what he calls the spiritual bodies of the resurrection. If you had only seen an acorn, it might seem impossible that such a thing could become a mighty oak. If you'd only ever tasted beef, how could you imagine the taste of salmon? St. Paul seems to be suggesting that if so many things in the natural order exceed our comprehension and are beyond our imaginations, then we should not find it so difficult to believe that the God who made all these things is able to raise the dead. As the prophet Zechariah put it, if it be marvelous in our eyes, should it be marvelous in God's eyes? The things which are impossible with men, Jesus says, Are possible with God. Now, all of our hope is found in the God who raises the dead. And this is so in more than one sense. We bury our dead in the sure and certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. We believe that these perishable bodies of ours will be made like unto the glorious body of of our Lord Jesus, that we who have borne the image of the earthy will also bear the image of the heavenly, that when the trumpet shall sound, the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. All of our hope for eternal life, for life beyond the grave, lies in the God who raises the dead. And yet there is more to this hope. For the God who raises the dead also brings new life in the midst of this life. The God who raises the dead turns mourning into laughter, gives sight to the blind, releases the captives, finds the lost. The God who raises the dead transforms sinners into saints. The God who raises the dead Restores broken relationships, brings recovery to the addict, makes hard and stony hearts soft and full of joy. The God who raises the dead is able to raise you from the death of sin, that you might walk in newness of life. Where are the dead places in your life? Where are the places in your souls that seem to you to be like the grave, beyond all hope of change? Is it possible that God is able to bring new life even there? The hope of the gospel is that there is no place in your life that is too dead. God to bring new life, no place which is too damaged to be made new. Nothing is impossible with God. Indeed, in your baptism, the Lord has already given you new life, already begun the good work of restoring your soul from the damage of sin. I am sure, says St. Paul, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. The mystery of baptism manifests the manifold ways in which God raises the dead. St. Paul writes, All of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were buried with him by baptism into death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Here is the resurrection of the dead in its several meanings the resurrection of the body and the new life, the moral and spiritual transformation. That Christ brings now to hope in the God who raises the dead is to recognize that we cannot help ourselves that we are as it were dead before God completely and utterly dependent on him to bring to breathe new life into our dry bones and seeing that we have as much life in ourselves as a pile of dry bones we pray as we do in today's collect, that God might send the Holy Spirit and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of charity, the most excellent gift of love, without which whosoever liveth is counted dead before thee. Breathe on me, breath of God, we say in one of our hymns. Fill me with life anew. And this is a prayer which our Lord is only too happy to answer. Our Heavenly Father is eager to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. And our hope in the God who raises the dead will not disappoint us, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit which he gives to us. The God who raises the dead Gives us new life in Christ Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit, transforming us into the likeness of Jesus, making the life of Jesus come alive in us. And the fruit of God's work in our lives is most evident in love, the love of God and neighbor. We know that we have passed out of death into life, St. John testifies because we love the brethren. Love is a sign of the new life that Christ gives. God's work in bringing me from death into life will be manifest in the gift of love, which means that, as Austin Ferris says, a caring for God and my neighbor becomes the stuff of my being, the mainspring of my will, not something joined on from outside. And this gifted nature of the love that Christ brings about in our lives is most evident when the Lord gives us to love our enemies. Jesus says, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. Now there is something impossible. But here, too, with God, all things are possible. And the history of the church shows that this is the case. The history of the church is replete with the stories of Christians who, by God's grace, have loved their enemies. The most powerful example I know of this is of a man named Dirk Willems. Dirk Willems was a 16th century Dutch Anabaptist who was persecuted for his convictions. And the story goes that When he was being pursued for arrest, he was attempting to escape arrest, and he was fleeing from his pursuers in the winter, and he fled from them over a frozen body of water. And the men pursuing him fell through the ice. Now, if I was Dirk, I would take this as God's providence and see it as a sign of God's rescue and keep right on running. But Dirk stopped, and he turned around, and went back to the man and reached out his arms and drew him out onto the ice, rescued him, saved his life. By his actions, he saved that, his enemy's life, but he forfeited his own. Because of his love for his enemy, he was arrested and ended up being burned at the stake. But surely, he did not lose his reward. Because his life burned with the love of Christ, His life burned with the love of Christ, who prayed on the cross, Father, forgive them, as they nailed him there. Who says, whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Possible with God, who pours out his Holy Spirit into our hearts, that we might be transformed into the likeness of his Son, that our lives might bear witness that we have been made by grace the children of God, the children of the highest, who is kind to the unthankful and to the evil, who raises the dead and on those in the tombs bestows life, to whom be all honor and glory now and forever. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.